0: are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Greetings, Soup's Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Thursday, January 25th. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Good show today. We're going to have an excerpt of my guest spot on Locked on Timberwolves with Colton Maleski, where we talked about the Timberwolves and how this game is going to shake out and went into some extended talk about the Western Conference and can anybody challenge the Warriors in the West and in the finals. Definitely go check out Locked on Wolves for that podcast and there's going to be an excerpt from that in this pod later on. Additionally, it's Throwback Thursday. We're going to go back to the last time the Warriors had a losing streak of any kind and talk about what was going in the going on in the world during that time cuz it's been a while. And by losing streak, I mean 3 in a row. But in the first segment, we're going to keep it local. Talk about the Warriors versus the Timberwolves. And talk about some of the matchups because I love some of the matchups in this game. Jimmy Butler versus Clay Thompson is going to be exciting. Jeff Teague versus Stephen Curry. And, of course, Draymond Green versus potentially Big Cat and Gorgie Jang. It's going to be a great, great game. And the the Wolves are a very good team. They're 12 games above five hundred, so that's exciting. Outside of this podcast, you can catch my work at Forbes.com. I just released a couple of pieces, including a piece about American Express partnering with Fanatics on a Jersey Assurance program. The Jersey Assurance program currently allows you to return or exchange, uh, to exchange your jersey if your player gets traded or leaves the team in free agency within 90 days. But if you buy it with your American Express card, you can do it a full year out that's a perk. So definitely check me out on Forbes.com. I've also been featured on BleacherReport.com. You can get in contact with me via t- Twitter at Kogitare, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E, or via email at AlikoCarter11 at gmail.com. That's A-L-I-K-O-Carter at gmail.com. You can also interact with this podcast on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. Make sure you go to LockedOnWarriors.com, bookmark the page. This podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the places, so make sure that you subscribe. Before we get started with this game, I just have a couple of news and notes. Definitely go check out the All-Star Game mock draft from yesterday's podcast. It was absolutely fun to do, and you can see where the players uh, might have ended up before the teams are announced tonight. Also, I neglected to mention Kevin Durant's ejection in the game against the Knicks on Tuesday. I believe that's three ejections now for the season. Kevin Durant did an admirable thing, which is to apologize yesterday and, uh, you know, basically say he was acting like a jerk, which, you know, is, is hard to argue against. Um, But, you know, that's just the kind of class on this team. Even when they get into their feelings, they're able to, you know, see the bigger picture. Yeah, kudos to Kevin Durant for making an apology to the referees for acting like a jerk. And lastly, I want to go over the injury report. Jordan Bell has inflammation in his left ankle. He's going to have an evaluation at the beginning of February. So uh, it's coming up shortly. Hopefully we'll get him back as soon as possible. Patrick McCaw is dealing with a mid-back strain and He's questionable for tonight against the Timberwolves. And Klay Thompson is nursing a left glute contusion, uh, but is expected to suit up. Which is exciting because we're going to be seeing one of the best two-guard matchups that we possibly can see in the NBA in jimmy butler versus clay thompson and that's what i'm most excited about especially because clay hasn't been playing very well the last few games um definitely below his standards so watch out for him to break out against a very game opponent Right now, it's a little unclear whether or not Jimmy Butler is going to play, though. He's missed the last three games with a sore right knee, and he's questionable. But this is a good team. They're third in the league in offensive rating, only 24th in defensive rating. But it's going to be a tough test for the Warriors, whose defense has faltered. They're going to have to keep people off the offensive glass, run guys off the line. And obviously, the Timberwolves are not the best three-point shooting team, but the Warriors have allowed poor 3 uh, three-point shooting teams to get their shots uh, without much opposition. And it's allowed them to, you know, get in the game early, and they can't allow that. The Wolves are a very good offensive rebounding team, starting with Carl Anthony Towns, who grabs nearly three a game. Taj Gibson also grabs nearly three a game. And then Jimmy Butler, Gorgie Jang, and Andrew Wiggins are all above one Per game, And then not only that, but you've got the three-point shooting. Uh, actually, Big Cat is averaging 41% from three, and Nemanja Bialica is averaging 43%. So those guys are definitely going to have to be run off the line. Other than that, they don't have too much three-point shooting. Jimmy Butler can obviously knock them down, but he's closer to a league average. He's more of a scorer than he is a shooter. But he's taking 15.5 shots a game, and so Clay is going to have to be in his grill uh you know really just especially with that injury he's nursing if he is going to be able to go tonight for the Warriors the threes are always going to be there but this might be a game where they try to attack Towns and Gorgie Jang and get them off the floor so that they can run a little bit more easily you might see Curry try to dictate with his dribbling attack and uh, try to find people open and you know get to the line uh, you know, I just definitely think that this is an opportunity for Curry to get back to his bread and butter from earlier in the season, and same with Kevin Durant, who hasn't been going to the line very frequently at all in the last few games. On the Locked On Wolves pod, Colton asks me about chippiness. You know, whether or not we're gonna see, uh, you know, what we've been seeing in the NBA the last few weeks, which is just a high level of chippiness. I think that we're so close to the All Star break. We've got Towns and Jimmy Butler representing the West as well as four guys off of the Warriors team and I think that there's going to be a bit of you know some some niceties especially if these guys find out that they're going to be on the same team together and they will know before this game starts so I don't necessarily think that there's going to be much chippiness tonight even though there's always the potential for that when you've got Draymond Green guys like uh Nemanja Bielica who uh was really in Aaron Flalo's grill last week and ended up putting him in what uh, what the guys on Inside the NBA called a little brother, that little uh, that little headlock. That was really great. Um, so definitely watch the watch the highlights of that and you'll know what Bialita is capable of. But he didn't take the first shot. That was a Flalo who took the first shot. So, like I said tonight, I just don't think that it's gonna be too too chippy. I think these teams. They respect each other. I think they like each other, uh, but you definitely have to look out uh, and and at, if you're the Warriors, play from the first tip because uh, that will limit the chippiness and also keep the Warriors from having to play from behind as they've been having to do for the last few games. Before we move on to Throwback Thursday, I want to talk to you about sponsoring the Warriors podcast. The Locked On Warriors podcast is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if that's your company's target demographic, definitely send me an email at alecocarter 11 at gmail.com. I'll give you all the details. Our rates are very reasonable. Definitely get at me. For Throwback Thursday, like I said, we're going back to the last time the Warriors lost more than two games in a row. I realize now that that was actually March 8th through March 11th, 2017, and that's no fun. So what we're going to do is go back to the last time before that, that the Warriors lost three games in a row, and that was actually three years before In the 2013-2014 season, if you'll recall, that was the season that the Warriors kind of had their coming-out party, starting with Stephen Curry. It was his first all-star selection. David Lee was still with the team. The team looked a lot different and obviously was being coached by Mark Jackson. So this short losing streak was from November 20th, 2013, to November 23rd. The Warriors lost to the Grizzlies in Memphis, at home to the Lakers, and then to the Trailblazers in Portland. And this this was a good team at this time. This was the year that they made the playoffs in the sixth seed and lost to the Clippers in seven games. Uh, As you recall, Andrew Bogut was not available for most of that series. And that was a big reason why the Warriors ended up losing that series. But we're going to get into, you know, what was going on in the world During this time in 2013, I mean, obviously, the biggest thing is there was no Trump, Obama was still president, but we're going to get into some other, you know, historical kind of milestones and and news and notes from this period of time. Uh, You know, three plus years between losing streaks is pretty epic. During this time, Royals by Lord was the number one song in the country. It led the Billboard Hot 100 chart. From October 12th through December 7th, love that song. Other events of interest around this time. Jimmy Johnson won the NASCAR Sprint Cup for the sixth time. The single Happy was released by Pharrell Williams, and who can forget that song? Manny Pacquiao on November 3rd, uh, 23rd defeated American Brandon Rios to win the WBO welterweight title. Disney released the Frozen original motion picture soundtrack. Can you remember a time before Frozen? I can't. And then also Alec Baldwin was caught in a street tirade and had his show canceled because Alec Baldwin is a crazy person. On November 27th, Tiger Woods in 2013 was named PGA Tour Player of the Year for the 11th time. How about that? Tiger Woods, that was the last time he was any good. You know, it just... It's sad to see the decline, especially with all the back surgeries and, and, and stuff like that. But, the, the, you know, there was a time even after 2008 that Tiger Woods was a very, very formidable golfer. Other news and notes from November 2013. Illinois became the 16th state to legalize same-sex marriage. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average closes at 16,000 for the first time. You know, obviously that's not really special anymore. I was living in New York at the time and was going to Finnerty's in the uh, in the Lower East Side, sorry, excuse me, in the East Village to watch basketball games. And it was, you know, it was a different time. Finnerty's was different. It was before uh, they got renovated. But definitely if you live in New York and you're a Warriors fan, check out Finnerty's. It's a great place to go watch a Warriors game. That's where I was spending most of my time during this time when I wasn't working. And uh, yeah, it was it was a different time for all of us. Twenty thirteen was definitely for me a time of of hope and and you know the future was the future was bright. Not that the future isn't bright, you know anymore. Uh, especially with this Warriors team and how exciting it is. But uh, just in the terms of you know being out there in the world, being young twenty something, uh, it was a, it was definitely a different time. Before we move on to the final segment, I want to talk about a piece that I saw on TheUndefeated.com by Lane O'Neill and Mark Spears. It's basically how the Warriors became the wokest team in pro sports. And, uh, you know, it talks about, you know, all the winning, Oakland's place in the Black Power mu- movement, and, you know, these unusual times, which I just was referencing. And it's definitely a great piece if you want to check it out. It's on ESPN's The Undefeated. Now I want to bring up a little bit of the conversation I had with Locked On Wolves' Colton Molesky. This morning we talked about the matchups in this game. Tonight we talked about the All-Star team. We talked about the Western Conference and can anybody challenge the Warriors. So listen up.
0: So this is a big game because the the Warriors are... Are the you know uh, pardon the pun here, but the golden standard of the of the Western Conference and really basketball right now. And so for a team like the the Timberwolves that are kind of in their stride as far as growth and really finding themselves as a team, it's definitely a great game to measure yourself and see how you're doing compared to the best in the NBA. It looks like I I saw a report from uh, dunking with Wolves that it looks like Butler should play tonight uh if he doesn't he'll definitely be back on sunday against the nets but hopefully he can make it out there tonight looks like the there's a really good chance that he is starting against the warriors and i think that if he's starting i don't think they'd risk him going out there if he wasn't at least close to 100 so i think you get a pretty good performance from him and i it looks like you get the full warriors cast this is i think going to be a really good game i don't know what are your thoughts as somebody who covers the warriors Taking on the Timberwolves, do you think this has the potential to be a tight one, or is it another blowout like the last game?
2: Yeah, you know, I, d- I definitely think it has the potential to be a tight one. The Warriors' defense has been absolutely atrocious uh, since the calendar flipped to 2018. Um, a lot of, in a lot of ways, and a lot of metrics, it's been close to the worst in the league and so teams have been fearless coming into oracle and 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 you know punching the warriors in the mouth and it's been mostly the third quarter that the warriors have been able to fight back and get those kind of blowouts and 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 you know push back so i, I definitely think that the the wolves have a chance uh, especially with their third in the league offensive re, uh, offensive rating and their defense have has improved
0: really the the big difference here still uh, if you look from last time they played the Warriors to to tonight's game the biggest difference still is that the Timberwolves cannot really hit a stride from three which of course the Warriors excel at Uh, is that kind of one of the the big uh, obviously for all-stars on one roster uh, definitely helps as well but is that kind of the big separator still when you're looking at a team like the Warriors to a team comparatively like the Timberwolves is that the three-point shooting just hasn't hit a stride there for the Timberwolves and so that's the biggest divide between those two right now
2: well I would say that there's two divides uh the one is the three-point shooting you obviously have arguably the two best shooters in history and Steph and Clay along with a ton of shooting down the roster Nick Young Omri Caspi ah god what is his name (laughs) anyway uh and um
0: you got good shooting is basically the, the bottom line
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. Up and down the roster. And sorry, it's early in California. Um, and uh, the defense is, you know, I always thought I would see more from the Minnesota Timberwolves defensively. I don't understand how a Tom Thibodeau coach team is uh, so poor rotation-wise. And I feel like it's, you know, it's an effort thing with Big Cat. And with Andrew Wiggins, you know, they're so long, they're so big, they can really do at the three and the five, what some of the best players in the league do defensively, but you're not seeing it on a day in day out basis. And I think that that divide is absolutely uh, as big as a three point shooting divide.
0: And too, I know that Defense is important and it's easy kind of to gloss over, especially in kind of the highlight reel that some of these NBA games are. But it really, really helps when you're averaging 115 points, uh, <laughs> 115.9 points per game to to have some defensive slumps when you have guys like Curry. I uh, what about on the, I know the defense has tailed off a little bit, but. How have you liked Durant's defense? It feels like that's something that he's really worked on from last season to this season, just being a better guy against the glass, uh, being a little bit more of a presence down low, and defensively, he seems to have upped his game.
2: Yeah, absolutely, especially in that segment when Curry was out of the game for about 14 games, Um, the defense in December was absolutely stellar, and... Durant was one of the biggest reasons why I would say, you know, you put Durant against Draymond and you see how much better a defender Draymond is at defending the whole floor with his eyes. But as far as on ball defense, especially in the post and coming over from the uh, weak side to block shots, Kevin Durant has been absolutely incredible this year. Absolutely incredible. And, um, I I do think it would be a bit of a joke for him to win defensive player of the year on the same team as Draymond Green and on a team that has fallen out of the top five in defensive efficiency. But um, I love what I'm seeing. You you didn't see that in Oklahoma city.
0: Is it fair to say that the the narrative or at least part of the narrative around the the Warriors this season is Curry kind of reestablishing that this is very much still his team, despite the addition to Durant?
2: Yeah, I would say absolutely yes. And you look at the way the team is situated and uh, how plays run, and it's basically designed, you know, completely around Curry, around Curry's gravity. You know, that's been gone into by every writer uh, on the face of the earth. Uh, but I think this is a year that Curry establishes himself as the number one option throughout the playoffs if he can stay uninjured, and then wins his first Finals MVP if the Warriors
0: do make it to the promised land. All right. So before we get to the, the look at kind of the Western Conference scope, uh, just lay out for me, what do you think happens tonight? I, I think a lot of people can predict the Warriors probably win. Uh, what kind of game is it, though? Is it more of a, a trudge? Do you think that the Timberwolves can slow down the pace or have a chance to slow down the pace? Or do you think it's one of those games where it's tight and then the Warriors really take off in the third quarter? Is it a game where Curry's really feeling it and, and it, it's never really a game? What do you predict for tonight?
2: Well, here's the matchup that I think is going to be the most critical, and that's Jimmy Butler versus Klay Thompson. They're the two best uh, 3 and D guys. I mean, you don't want to say 3 and D when you're talking about two all-stars. These guys are absolutely the best two-way shooting guards in the league, and they're going to be matched up against each other. And so it's really about can Jimmy Butler keep Klay from getting his shots? Can Klay keep Jimmy Butler from getting to his you know, pet spots? And uh, that's going to be extremely chippy. I do think that the Warriors are going to be, you know, out firing from the very beginning. I think it's going to be a fast game. And I think that um, the Timberwolves are going to play into it. And, you know, a lot of teams have been running with the Warriors as the Warriors defense has floundered and it's made for some really, really exciting basketball. I do think you can see one of those third quarter outbursts. They put something in the water, Uh, during halftime, and the Warriors always come out in the third quarter and just are ready to go. So the Timberwolves are going to have to be ready for that. But, yeah, Klay Thompson versus Jimmy Butler is what I've been waiting for for all week.
1: And that's about as much time as I can devote to the Locked on Wolves podcast. Make sure you check out the rest of that podcast. I had a great conversation with Locked on Wolves host Colton Molesky, and make sure you tune in tomorrow where we'll be recapping the game against the timberwolves will be previewing the game on saturday against the celtics and i'll be taking you down the Reddit hole stay thoughtful hoops